Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Time to chat Harness Racing now with Fred Hastings. Fred, good morning. G'day, Simon. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, how was headquarters last night? That electrical storm that lashed many parts of Sydney, I see, affected you there at Manangle? Uh, Simon, uh, I've been working at racetracks for uh, 40 years and uh, I have probably seen a storm that came close and that was Miracle Mile night uh, in 2022 when the Miracle Mile was forced uh, into uh, a one-week hiatus due to the, the state of the track. That night, the storm was, was incredible. Well, last night, I reckon it was even bigger. Um, it, it got very dark overhead. The clouds rolled in. And then we got the electrical activity and it was fierce. It was just lightning everywhere. The, the claps of thunder were, were incredible. And then the rain hit. And then it was coming at a 45 degree sideways virtually, but with such force. And then that wasn't enough. We got the hail. And hail in some cases almost as big as golf balls. Um, not quite as big as golf balls, but near enough to it, as well as some pea-sized hail and marble-sized hail. It was just incredible. And the hail lasted about 15 minutes. So with all that, you're sort of thinking, well, this storm is worse than the one that forced the cancellation of a meeting uh, 18 months ago. We, we might be getting an early mark. Well, that wasn't to be, and uh, I thought it would be uh, appropriate to chat with the racing boss at Club Angle, David Watson, because uh, his team, uh, they worked so hard to recover the track because the news came through when I spoke to the stewards that they'd expected the track and... They were of the view that the track was unfit for racing uh, at that point. Now, that was after three races. So here we were, race four. It was meant to be run at, I think it was seven, uh, about 7.45. At this stage, we're looking at about half past eight. And uh, Clubman Angle boss David Wonson and the track staff essentially suggested to the stewards, look, we can get this right. We can work on it and we'll get it right and we'll race. And blow me down, that's exactly what happened. And racing boss David Wonson joins me. It must have been close, Wano. Um, it was a lot of work to get the track back. Hey, Freddie, good morning. Yeah, amazing how um, it got to a point where we'd give it one more lap. If we had to do one more lap of um, trying to recover the track, it probably would have been off. And that was just from the time constraints to we just had to make a decision. Um, but, yeah, if it had been one more lap, probably off. But hey, just full credit to Jimmy Chang, uh, Matt Jeffrey, just the team. Uh, a lot of preparation. You know, you try and predict these things um, that are going to happen, but not the severity that we got it. David, I don't think even the Weather Bureau can predict how, how the weather's going to be. I think half the time it's like shooting fish in a barrel. We get uh, a weather forecast saying uh, chance of rain, chance of a thunderstorm, possibly severe. Well, that's, if that's not having a guess and an each-way bet, I don't know what is. But uh, I think it kind of took everyone by surprise that, the veracity of it, and, and I compared it to the one that forced Miracle Mile Night off. Um, you were there that night. You were there last night. What, what are your comparisons? Yeah, it was... Um, I think the, the big difference was the hail. That's just the unknown. Mm. That was just massive. And how quick it came in, because you know, yeah. one minute you had race three, everything's fine. Um, you, you have a really humid night, and you've just seen it... Well, you've seen it coming over Razor back there, um, mm. It was purple coming across and just the severity but the speed of which it came. Um, one yeah. minute it was pouring, next minute that hail. So you just don't know what sort of damage it's going to do. Look, Miracle Mile Night, probably what caught it was the rain just continued. Um, yes. 
and continued and continued and you just never got, it just stopped on top of us. This one, yeah, it was 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but at least it stopped. Um, yeah. It was amazing, wasn't it? When those clouds left, there was sort of still sun in the sky. Um, yes, it was, it was a bizarre situation. It was a really weird, um, weird feeling, but yeah, look, preparation's massive on these sort of days. So yeah, with the Weather Bureau, you sometimes you take it with a grain of salt. I think we're all yeah. having a guess, but the boys had prepared the track and you know that Three weeks ago, uh, we'd done a lot of track maintenance and we'd done the, we turned the track over, so we closed it for three days, put 500 tonne of really good uh, river gravel, uh, washed green, mixed it all in, turned the track over, went down about four inches, which has been a blessing. And the track's been fantastic since that time because we had a really dry, hot winter and spring, so the track really needed it. Um, so the preparation was fantastic by Jimmy in anticipation that we get that and fortunately um, we were able to get back on the track you're on the front foot now what was the extent of damage um that that the track incurred in that in that storm uh, and, and just very you know in broad terms for our listeners what what sort of steps had to be taken to, to try and get the track suitable for racing was it well, what happened was it shifting no. what, was the, what was the state what was amazing, like, it wasn't slushy at all. It was fantastic. The, out, the outside half was fantastic. What your issue is, because there is banking on the turns, and there is a little mm. banking in the straights, you get the corrugations, especially with that heavy rain. So yep. it's an animal welfare issue, but you've got to get those little corrugations out. But what can happen when you get the corrugations out, and you've got to use heavy machinery to do that, it can bring the slurry up to the top, which then um, can compromise your track surface. So there's a really fine balance with that. But as I said, the material we got there about three weeks ago on the track maintenance we did, um, it's fantastic that there was no build-up on the inside. So those corrugations weren't as deep. So with the machines we put out there, um, we were able to take those corrugations out. And be, you imagine driving over on a corrugated iron fencing. Mm, um, mm, mm. The false teeth would fall out. So you know, the boys have got to get those out, but it's an animal welfare issue. And then also on the inside of the pegs too, you've got to be really careful if the horse goes to the inside. You have to get them on um, from the inside of the track as well. And as I said, one more lap and we were probably off. But you know, amazing that last lap. Jimmy just said, give us one more lap. He said, I'll get this right in one more lap. And the stewards went out and looked and they went, okay, you've done it. Let's go. Fantastic. Yeah. Everyone great. got on board. Yep. Um, amazing too that... That, the horse, um, Saganor, won that race uh, straight mm. after that storm. He sat four yep. fence. Yeah, um, yes. So <laughs> there probably wasn't a worse position in the race for throwback and anything after a situation like that. The horse sat four fence and won the race. And when they come off, I've seen Cameron Hart after it, like he can win on a broomstick at the moment. Um, yeah. I said, mate, how was the track? And he goes, it was perfect, wasn't it? He said it was fantastic. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hats off to... Hats off to Jimmy, the team. Uh, I know you've worked hard. I saw you on the two-way. You were uh, pointing and, and directing, and, and, and the boys were all responding, uh, and it really was shade. a team effort, mate. Is that is all for sure? All for sure. In case the boss is watching, yeah, yeah make sure. Oh, I'm doing a good job. No, yeah, no good yeah, stuff, exactly. mate. Congratulations <laughs> on saving the moon, because it ended up being a terrific night of racing. It really did. The racing, as you said, post the storm, it, it, was, it was fantastic racing. Uh, every horse got their chance. And I just want to take you back to one little thing you said before we close. You mentioned you also, and I must admit at the time, I was watching 
Jimmy dragging the inside of the pegs, one like that that strip inside the pegs. And I know that's where the ambulance follows the field and the, the track boys. But often in races, if a horse gallops on the inside, particularly in trotters races, they will go onto the inside because they can't veer out and take the field out. They go to the inside, go back to the tail and then rejoin. Well, that happened in the trotters race anyway. So you, you have to also take that into account when you're preparing a track, that inside pegs, area is also important. Uh, animal welfare is um, paramount at yeah. our club, so we had to take that in consideration. Fortunately, yeah. we did, because you've seen that happen. Um, no, it was fantastic. A great good result stuff, for everyone. Mate. Yeah, terrific. Well, thanks for giving us some time. I just thought it would be good to get you on and just compare the, the storms and, and, and the work that went into saving the meeting. Well done, and uh, I guess I'll catch up with you on Tuesday, uh, weather permitting. Well, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. I think it's supposed to be a good week, but as we know, um, they get it wrong a lot at the moment, so fingers crossed anyway. I heard a weatherman once say the weather forecasters are never wrong, they just get the days mixed up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See you, mate. See you, mate. Thanks, Dave. David Wanson there, the racing boss at uh, Club Menangle, and uh, yeah, it was quite an incredible sight to see the storm roll in the way it did. The racing kicked off with a win to Will Ricks, and Will had a terrific uh, night. He won, um, he won three of the uh, races and uh, he kicked it off on a winning note in the first. Then another of the young gun drivers, Jack Culligan, partnered Mac Da Vinci to win uh, what was essentially the fast-class race. Then throw in Luke McCarthy winning. Uh, he won the third race with Bondi Lockdown. Good to see Bondi Lockdown back. He beat a very brave Brados lad. Uh, and then after that, it was basically uh, Cameron Hart and, uh, and Will Rickson stealing the show. Um, and we're going to listen to race four. Now, this was the first race after the track uh, racing resumed, and what I mentioned, Saginaw ended up in a real awkward spot, was a very heavily backed favourite, and I must confess, uh, as they came off the back, I thought this could be in trouble. Here's how I saw the latter stages the cages and the leader is still the fortunate son it shows the way by a couple of meters on kenny said waiting for the out again is i'm bruce almighty and next peeling out barani they were followed by here comes bobby working away from the insiders diamond eclipse and trying to get into the clear is saginaw it sees a wall of horses sweeping to the lead barani kenny said kicks they were followed further back on the inside getting up on the pegs i'm bruce almighty uh, running on diamond eclipse trying to get into the clear is Saginaw, it's going to come with one late run, here it comes Saginaw, it's flashing home, what a win, what a drive, Saginaw, he had to work double overtime hard to get that done and he got the job done alright, beats Diamond Eclipse, flashing through Ryan's Gangster and then a wall including Kenny said Barani who looked the winner at one point and up on the so inside. So the concluding the- stages there of the first heat of the Christmas gift Freddie and it was nearly out long odds on pop, Saginaw that was too good for them. Well, it was, it, look, the horse was very unlucky the week before Simon put the riding on the wall and I thought it would be very hard to beat. Now, one thing this horse lacks is gate speed. And as a consequence during barrier one, it ended up four pegs. And as Dave Watson said, it wasn't a great spot to be after such a massive storm that took an hour and a half to repair the track. Hart, he was breaking out in, in uh, carbuncles trying to get a run and he had to keep easing across carts until he got about seven, eight off the inside and the horse came with an absolute flurry. And uh, look, great win by the horse. I think he's a nice little pony, Saginaw. Uh, it was the first of a double for young trainer Seaton Grimer. Simon, we had Seaton on the program about uh, six weeks ago. He, he'd only kind of kicked off his um, training career. He's been a prodigious talent in the bike, but he's uh, 
He's got a team of horses and he picked up a Metropolitan double because he also won uh, race number six, uh, another heat of the Christmas gift, uh, driven by Cam Harding, talent agent. So uh, congratulations to Seaton. He's only a young man and he's uh, doing some good things. Uh, Miss the Truth, another Cameron Hart special. It was uh, stuck out wide. It went around as a long odds on favourite in race five. Uh, stuck out wide. He had to snag back to the tail and uh, he has blistered home. He, he never panics, Cameron Hart. He never, he never gets flustered. He never panics. And that's what's making him, without doubt, the uh, best driver, in my opinion, in the country at the moment. He's just driving uh, next level. Um, and he's only, what, 25 or, or thereabouts. So uh, he's got a big future, Cam. Um, then it was Will Rickson winning uh, with I'm Prezi Bell and Dance and Deliver for his father, Peter. So Peter Rickson, a double. And then Cam decided he'll uh, jump in with four winners. And he uh, drove King of Love to win the trot. But uh, all in all, given where we were, after three races, Simon and the meeting looking uh, in real peril uh, after some great work by the track team and patience by the stewards in letting them do that, um, letting them do the work that was required. We saw some terrific racing, but uh, the meeting was essentially dominated uh, after the resumption by Cam Hart with four winners and Will Rickson picked up another two. And we're just two weeks away from the uh, the Inter-Dominion final, Freddie. Of course, it's in Queensland now for the first time in two decades. It's in Brisbane. Yeah. I think well, it was oh nine that it was at the Gold Coast. Uh, but it's always an exciting time of the year. And I see that the favourites won their respective heats on Friday night, Leap to Fame and Swayze and, uh, and the like. Yeah, look, it all went according to Hoyle, really. Um, Swayze, of course, the New Zealand Cup victor and uh, has a victory over Leap to Fame. Uh, won the, the big uh, Blacks of Fake there and... and you know, on their night, they're, they're two outstanding horses. Swayze's just in, at the moment, in, a, in rarefied air. He's just racing so, so well. And the big tick he's got is a bloke called Cameron Hart. Cam's just, as I said, in that little uh, you know, wrap-up of Menangle driving in peak form. Uh, yeah, leap to fame. Uh, he, he, he did uh, terrifically well. Uh, better Eclipse, good to see uh, Better Eclipse going well for uh, t- uh, Tubbs and, uh, and Sugars. And what about the, the Trotters? Uh, we saw some incredible performances in the Trotters um, side of the, the draw as well, um, where we saw Just Believe, who's uh, not long back. We, we spoke to Greg Sugars a couple of weeks ago, in fact, um, and he has Just Believe, um, or they have Just Believe going probably better than last year when it campaigned. And, and that's a scary thought for those that are, are taking him on. Olavici did a good job in the first heat of the Trotters. Um, but the Pacers uh, Championship, Future Assured as an odds-on favourite won its race. So did Better Eclipse's favourite. Uh, mentioned Leap to Fame and Swayze, both winners. And then Plymouth Chubb. It was a dynamic finish at the end of its uh, Trotter's Heat and Just Believe, as I said, doing uh, incredible things as well. So it's all shaping up. Uh, you know, when you look at the, the first round of heats, with the exception of Plymouth Chubb, um, the other winners of heats, they were all uh, well in the market and well and truly odds on in some cases. So uh, after one round of heats, Simon, um, it's, uh, it's looking as though the favourites uh, are all going to keep uh, doing what they need to do. Spirit of St Louis was a terrific run uh, in its, uh, its heat and I think you'll see a better horse um, you know, with a better draw come uh, Tuesday's round. He, he finished sixth, but, but was only beaten uh, about two lengths, two and a half lengths, and I think he'll be better with a better draw, Spirit of St Louis, for the, for the camp of uh, uh, Belinda McCarthy and, uh, and Cobbety Equine. But, mate, that's the weekend. Uh, we look forward to the next round of heats Tuesday, and then, uh, of course, 
the continuation of the series through until the uh, grand final night. Should be a beauty. And your uh, your ace calling colleague, Chris Barsby, is calling his first Inter-Dominion series. He's been behind the mic for many years, but of course, because it's been so long since it's been yeah. to Brisbane, this is his first Inter-Dom. He's, he's so excited. Well, that's right. Well, when you consider David Fowler called that 2009 Inter-Dom, and, and David's, uh, David switched from uh, being the chief harness caller uh, in Queensland to uh, the role of uh, Tab Radio's chief Gallops caller, uh, replacing uh, the late, great Wayne Wilson. So when uh, David transitioned from harness to Gallops, Chris was appointed as the, uh, the chief harness caller. And he, he is, without doubt, you know, one of the very best that we've ever had at the caper. He just paints a picture so incredibly well. And uh, I'm really thrilled for him to be calling. You know, it's his first did it. I'm like, I was, I was thinking about when I realised this is Chris's first and how blessed I've been to have called five in, in my time yeah. taking over in wow. 2009. Yeah. Um, so, Gosh. you know, you, you think how lucky I've been and then you, you realise what this means to Chris. Uh, mm. And, mate, he, he will know. He'll have the hair on the back of your neck standing up, not just on grand final night, but on every race he calls, he's just a, a super caller. Well, we might have Olavici running in a couple of weeks, but I've got Russell Vici waiting right now. He's a, <laughs> we better he's, go then. Yeah. Okay, good to catch up with you, Freddie. You enjoy your Sunday, and we'll touch base all, again all, next week. All the best, Simon, and apologies to Russ for going a bit over time.